0: Hello, today we're doing our devotion in Matthew chapter 12, talking about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost, whichever you like to say. So we'll be talking about the Pharisees, about uh, the Trinity, and about what is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. There There is just regular blasphemy, and then there is also blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, and there are different things. Um uh, just regular blasphemy, which is not a good thing, is, is kind of like saying bad things about God, um, about God the Father or God the Son. You, sh- uh, you, you know, we shouldn't say bad things about God. God is all good. But there is a difference if you say certain things about the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost. And uh, we're going to look at that right now. And uh, this is a very serious part of scripture. There is much confusion in, in the church worlds. And I've even heard of some pastors that don't understand this part of scripture, which is unfortunate because they need to understand it so they can teach it. But let's look at our scripture. Matthew 12, starting with verse 22. It says, Then was brought unto him, him Jesus, one possessed with a devil, blind and dumb. And he healed him insomuch that the blind and dumb both spake and saw. So this this possessed man, they brought to Jesus for healing. He was also blind and he was dumb or couldn't speak. Now, not everybody that is blind and can't speak is possessed with the devil. Sometimes it's just an infirmity. It's, you know, it's a handicap. But in this case, it was not true. Uh, he was possessed with the devil that caused him to be blind and to not be able to speak. But Jesus healed him. And so verse 23 says, And all the people were amazed and said, Is not this the son of David? So the people that were, you know, just the average people that were watching it, they began to recognize us that, Hey, isn't this the son of David? Or, in other words, isn't this the Messiah? Isn't that interesting? Just the, just the average person on the street started to recognize that Jesus was more than just an average person. He could cast out demons. He could heal you from not being able to speak. He could heal the blind. And they could see There's, there's something going on with this man. So verse 24. <clears throat> And here we see a change. But when the Pharisees heard it, but when the Pharisees heard it, they said, This fellow doth not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub, the prince of the devils. Beelzebub is just another name for Satan. And so the Pharisees, they are uh, the religious leaders of Jesus' day. And they were uh, the ones that ran the Sanhedrin Council, which was the governing body of Israel. And they the Pharisees were well-educated. Uh, the Apostle Paul was a Pharisee, and he had the equivalent of about two PhDs, so he was quite educated. The Pharisees were very ed- educated in the Old Testament scriptures. They couldn't be educated in the New Testament scriptures because they didn't exist yet. And even if they did exist, they wouldn't have wanted to read them anyway because they talk about Jesus, and the Pharisees don't like Jesus. They uh, They don't agree that he's the Messiah. What's so interesting, what we see here is the average person on the street sees Jesus doing miracles, and they know immediately, hey, this must be the Messiah. The uneducated, they don't know the scriptures very well, just what they've been told. But the ones that are educated in the scripture... They can't tell you that this is Messiah. When uh, we say the Christ or the Messiah, Christ means Messiah. So we could say Christ or we could say Messiah. So it says here that when the Pharisees heard what Jesus was doing, this fellow, they said he does not cast out devils, but by Beelzebub or by Satan. They're saying what Jesus was doing was by the devil. Isn't that interesting? 25 says, and Jesus knew their thoughts. Got to remember now, Jesus is the God man. He's 100% human. And not only that, he's 100% God. When he came to earth, he didn't give up any of his godly power. He just came as a baby and grew up into an adult man. He is the fully. 100% 100% human, 100% God. And uh, it's important that he's 100% human. Otherwise, he couldn't have died for our sins. And it's also important that when he's 100% God because he tells them, after I'm dead three days later, I'm going to raise myself up. How can he raise himself up if he's dead? He is God himself. He's He is Emmanuel, as we learned in, in Isaiah Chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, that he's going to be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so it says here in 25 again, it says that Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. In 26, And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? He's explaining to them. Jesus is explaining to them. And 27 says, "And if by Beelzebub, and if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges." Interesting. 28. "But if I cast out devils by the spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you." And, of course, he is the kingdom of God, has come unto them. 29. Or else how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house? He that is not with me is against me. He that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Let's stop right there for a second. So Jesus is explaining to them. Satan can't cast out other demons and neither would he want to cast out other demons. He wants his demons or his workers that are working for him inhabiting people. He wants them taking over people. And so he can't cast out and neither would he cast out demons. But Jesus, you know, uh, he is the Son of God, God himself, son of, these are just the title. Uh, son of God as a title uh, of course he can come and cast, cast out demons he has brought the kingdom of God to the people he is the kingdom of God uh, it means the rule of God and so uh, the uh, the uh, Pharisees are saying that Jesus is casting out demons by demons and that, that, I mean and that Jesus is using demons to cast out demons and so Jesus is going to explain to them something that, about the unpardonable sin. So in verse 31, he says, Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. So he is telling them, you are committing blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Verse 32 says, And whosoever speaketh the word against the Son of Man, that's him, that's Jesus, it shall be forgiven him. But whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. 33 says, Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt, And his fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by his fruit. The tree can't have both good and bad within it. The scripture all tells us we can't get good water and bitter water out of the same fountain. It's not the same, you can't do it. It's not possible. Satan can't cast himself out. It takes God, but see, he is it was the Holy Spirit working through Jesus that cast them out. And he's telling them that you have said that the work of the Holy Spirit is of the devil. So when we start, what what the unpardonable sin is, is when we start accounting the things of the Holy Spirit to the devil. That's what they did here. Now, like I pointed out earlier, just the normal people out in the street, they noticed, they could tell you, hey, Jesus was something special. They thought, hey, this must be Messiah. But the learned ones, you cannot commit the unpardonable sin without knowledge of who God is. In fact, let me turn over to um, over to Romans chapter 1 for just a moment. I want to make this a little more clear. Committing the unpardonable sin is not simple, and you, do, you can't do it by accident. It takes knowledge to do this. God doesn't make it simple to commit the unpardonable sin because it takes... Committing the unpardonable sins means you can never be forgiven of it. And so it's not a simple thing to do. It's got to be done with knowledge. And what it says over here in Romans chapter 1 in verse 21 and verse uh, 28 says... But that when they knew God, these are people that once knew God. They were once Christians. It says, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Verse 28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. You see, to retain something means that you once had it. If I take a football and I throw it to the receiver, they, if they catch it and then drop it, it is a fumble. However, if they try to catch it and miss it, it's just an incomplete incomplete pass. These people here, they, they it says, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, they didn't want to keep God in their, their knowledge. They wanted to forget about Him. They once knew Him. They decided they didn't want to know Him. It says, because they didn't like to retain, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Reprobate mind means just believing something, believing the truth to be a lie. So, um, what we see here is that they had to have knowledge to become reprobate. And the same is true for blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. You have to do it with knowledge. The Pharisees know the scriptures, they knew what to look for for the Messiah, they knew the work that he would be doing, they knew the work of the Holy Spirit. And yet they said he was still doing it by the devil. And because they did that, they were committing an unpardonable sin that could never be forgiven in this world or the next world. And now, why is it the unpardonable sin? That's that's the thing. Why is it the unpardonable sin? Um, let me turn over to John chapter 16. You see, it's important that we understand. We need more teaching, and I should do... Um, more devotions maybe on on the Godhead because we need need to have more theology, more uh, teaching about Jesus, more teaching about the Spirit. We need to understand these three so much better than most people do because by understanding them, we begin to understand uh, how they work, how they act, what their function is, and we need that in our life. But in John chapter 16, verse 7, Jesus is speaking, and he says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient, or it is necessary for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter, the Comforter in this this sense is going to be uh, the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit. The Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. The first Comforter was Jesus the next comforter was the Holy Ghost. We need to talk to them about that in a uh, future devotion. Verse 8, he says, And when he is come, who is at the Holy Ghost, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Let's jump down to verse 13. How be it, when he, the Spirit of truth, that's the Holy Ghost, is come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. So let's go back to our scriptures here. You see, blasphemy of the, of the Holy Ghost. Why is saying, uh, speaking things of the the Holy Ghost and counting him to the devil, why is that the unpardonable sin? Because you see, we cannot be saved because uh, the scriptures I just showed us over there in John chapter 16, they show us that we cannot be saved except that we are drawn to God by the spirit. So if we say that the things of the Holy spirit are of the devil, we are saying the very things that draw us to God Of the devil, and remember that God cast the devil out of heaven. The devil cannot come to God, he is forever in sin, he can't be forgiven. And so, when we start accounting the things of the Holy Spirit to the devil, how would we ever be saved? We have to believe in the Holy Spirit, believe in the Father, believe in the Son, believe in the Holy Spirit and their work, and don't account the work of the Holy Spirit to the devil, because that is the work that draws us to God, and I want to be drawn to God. I want to be closer to God, and I hope you want to be closer to Him also. I hope this wasn't too confusing for you today, Uh, but if it is, let me know. I'll try to clear it up in the future. You have a great day today.